I'm A.O. Benny. I'm Kiki. And we are Todd. What's up? I'm Ayo Benny. I'm Kiki. And we are tired. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast episode this this day. <laughs> Video podcast episode, I should say. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to be talking about a little something special and a little different. We're going to be talking about our top movies and books of black uh, black makers. So our black artists have made films and movies throughout the years. And we're just going to talk about a few of our favorites. Yeah. Or some of these are not necessarily, I would say, my favorite. But I will say they are movies that I think you should watch, whether it's historically accurate mm. or not. It can be comedic, whatever it is. But I just feel like it's a it's either like a funny depiction of like, you know, black culture um, or it's just like a nice representation of black artistry. So we're just kind of highlighting these people and these films and books because we feel like they're important to the black experience. That's right. So first, we're going to be talking about movies. Um, the first movie that we're going to talk about is actually Black Panther. Ooh, yeah. So Black Panther, for those of you who do not know, it was a superhero film by Marvel that came out in the year 2018 in February, and it turned out to be a really huge box office success. It was very important to us black people because it was the first super black superhero film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it became a really huge top grosser. It became the third highest grossing film in America at that time, and one of the top highest grossing films of all time worldwide. Yeah, so we all know Black Panther was a historical moment um, for black people and like Wakanda forever. Because I remember I was kind of late on the Black Panther train and all I know is everybody like Wakanda forever. From black to white, I don't care, everybody was saying it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what is this? You know, like I know people who literally went to go see that movie like back to back to back Mm -hmm. to back when it was in theaters. I saw it three times Pre-COVID, okay? (laughs) Pre-COVID days. And when I saw it in theaters, I think I was in LA, and I was like, okay, I get the hype now. Like, I love this. Um, and as we all know, Chad Wick Bozeman did an amazing job. And we actually reviewed that movie, so if you want to um, talk. We did not oh, review Oh, we didn't that. review that? We no, we talked. Oh, no, no, we didn't review. <laughs> I'm sorry. We reviewed My Rain's Bottom with Chad Wick Bozeman in it. Yeah, don't, don't listen to me. <laughs> what I had meant was... What I meant to say was that we talk about how great of an artist Chadwick Boseman is and how he's dearly missed by us and so many others and just how we're so glad that his artistry was able to be shared with us um, in his short, yeah, in the short period of time that he had on this earth. But so he's obviously a huge part of what makes that movie. I mean, he's the main character, King Mm -hmm. T'Challa. 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 So we're not here to give the movie away, but I will say... You need to watch that movie. It is historical mm-hmm. to have a, um, yeah, a Marvel. Um, Black superhero. Yeah, superhero. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely number one. Yeah. The next movie we're going to be talking about is The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Now, The Color Purple is a very monumental movie for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's because it stars our favorite uh, black artists, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, um, Oprah Winfrey, Danny Glover. It's about a young woman named Celie who goes through life from a young age up into her elder adult life. And it talks about the struggles that she faces in the Jim Crow South after being separated from her family. Do you remember anything about that movie? To be honest with you, 
I watched it movie so long ago and I also read the book. So I watched the movie first when I was a child and I just remember like that movie really depressed me. Mm. Um I remember like one of the I mean there were so many significant scenes mm-hmm. in that movie, but somehow, what was that like? Me and you Indian? must never part. I don't know why, but it made me so sad. Like, the, mm-hmm. that whole, I don't know. Like, so the movie is movie very sad me. because it also applies to what it's like for black women during that time. So a lot of black women didn't have any say-so. They didn't have any control. They were just seen as objects. And Celie, the main character, was just seen as an object. And she was passed around and traded and, you know, mistreated throughout her adult life mm-hmm. and her young childhood. And it's so depressing having to see someone experience that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not just her, but it, tra- it actually follows three women overall. It, it follows Celie, the main character played by Whoopi Goldberg, Sophia, played by Oprah Winfrey, and Suge, played by Margaret Avery. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, well, technically the movie is an adaptation uh, based on the book mm-hmm. by... Um, Alice Walker. Yes, and so... I was just reading the book. Obviously, the book is going to give a lot more, like, detail and background because it's a book versus a movie that's only, like, one and a half to two hours. So, I was just reading the book, but I will say the book is definitely for adults um, because, yeah. It's very explicit. Yeah, it is very explicit. I was kind of surprised. Mm -hmm. They definitely censored that in the movie, which I think is good because, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, like like I said, a lot of um, black kids, I'm sure, watched it as Mm -hmm. kids, so... Um, but the book I read later on in life, and I was like, okay, well, this was definitely not in the movie at mm-hmm. all. But I will not give that away also. So I will just say, go and read the book if you want to get more of a background, more deal- details about it. But the movie is worth it as well. It definitely is. Definitely yeah, is. Very well acted, I will yes, say. Very well acted. Like, I, I felt it. As yes. a kid, I felt it. <laughs> the movie was directed by Steven Spielberg. It, um, like I said, stars Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, Danny Glover, Margaret Avery. It also st- uh, was able to receive 11 Academy Award nominations at the 1985 oh. Academy Award. Didn't win any, but it was nominated for 11, including Should've. Best Picture, <laughs> Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actress for both Oprah Winfrey and Margaret Avery. Yeah. All right. All right. The next movie we're going to be talking about is Black Klansman. Okay. Yeah. Black Klansman. Have you watched that one? I have uh, not seen it, actually. Okay. So, we Black Klansman... Surprise because it's not a movie that I would like normally be like, yeah, let me go watch it. And I was actually really happy because it was the first role that I got to see. Um, uh, what, what was his, his name again? I don't want to call John him. David Washington. Yeah, John David Washington. Because I'm like, I don't want to call him Denzel, Denzel Washington's son because <laughs> he worked so hard to make a name for himself. I don't want to disrespect the man like that. So he did a great job. This is the first time I've actually seen him act in a movie. Um, I'm sure he's probably done other roles before, but this is the first time, and I was like, he did such a good job. And yeah, basically the movie is um, based on a true story, but obviously it's more exaggerated. I, I have not read about the tr- the real story about um, his name is uh, the the main character who is actually played by John David Washington is um, basically a black man who somehow infiltrated the KKK and kind of like fooled um, the leader into thinking he was a white man. And like basically, he 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 worked at the police department, and he used one of his um, white colleagues to kind of like uh, fill in for him, or like kind of like play the role in person. But he was the one who was like doing everything behind the scenes and talked to him over the phone and things like that. So it's actually kind of funny. So even though it's a it's kind of like like the movie is depicting some true um, like racist um, like. The, the reality of how it was, especially what the KKK had is like prime at that time. So it's like, it's it's kind of like deep, it's heavy, but at the same time, 
I really laughed in that movie, so they made it funny at the same time. So I thought it was kind of, it was, it was yeah, it was a nice little mix. So I would definitely suggest that you watch it. Um, and yeah, I'm like, I cannot believe that's actually based on a true story because I never knew that somebody actually did that, like, and survived to tell the tale. So go watch it. Yes. Recommend it. Go watch it. It also received several Academy Award nominations as well, including one win for Best Adapted Screenplay. So Well deserved. Next movie we're going to be talking about is Friday. Now, before we get into that, Friday didn't win any Academy Awards. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I watched that movie so long ago, mm-hmm. and to be honest, I don't remember, but... That movie, Friday, is like one of the funniest movies you will ever see. <laughs> it is hilarious. It's mainly hilarious because it stars of, uh, Ice Cube and Chris Tucker, and just them two together was hilarious. Uh, Ice Cube plays Craig, Chris Tucker plays Smokey, and there are uh, individuals who live in South Central Los Angeles, on a Friday, and they just talk about how the day progresses from bad to worse. Yeah, I don't. I to be honest, mm. I think I once again I watched the movie when I was a kid, and I did not understand it. I didn't get the humor. I didn't get it at all. Well, we all. need to watch it now because it is hilarious. It is I'm one of the sure, funniest movies I will ever I'm watch. sure it's like probably one of the things. Like I don't know if you guys have ever seen Soul Plane. This is not on the list. I'm not saying you need to watch this movie because it's so, it's so stupid. Bad. <laughs> it's so stupid. But if you want to watch a stupid, mindless movie with some black people and like Snoop Dogg and some ridiculous people, go watch a movie. Because I watched that movie again the other day because it was free mm. on one of the streaming services. And I was like... Oh, like, you know, just something to put in the background. I was like, this movie is really stupid. Like, I didn't even... Soul Plane is one of the dumbest movies ever. It stars Kevin Hart before he was Kevin Hart. Yeah, it's like Kevin Hart. Um, What's the other Hispanic girl? It's Kevin Hart, Sofia Vergara. Sofia Vergara. It's just so bad. Monique. Yeah. Lonnie Love. Snoop Dogg. Method Man. It's a mindless, dumb movie mm. with just a whole bunch of black people in there. But oh, I'm not saying you know. <laughs> That's not the one of the movies we're talking about. So moving yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Back to Friday. Friday is a great movie, and I recommend watching it. <laughs> the next movie we're going to be talking about is actually Coming to America. Yeah. Coming to America is one of the most funniest movies you will watch because it stars <laughs> the comedian king himself, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie Murphy plays a king, Hakeem, who is, I mean, not king, he's a prince, and he is coming to America to find a bride so that he can become king and she can become queen. You want to talk about it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I never saw this movie until recently when Ben, uh, Ben put it on. I'm like, oh my goodness, this movie is actually really good. And it's obviously a movie that I've known that I should watch. I just never got around to doing it. And I'm glad I did. Yeah, Eddie Murphy is hilarious in this movie. Um, he and... plays several characters. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie Murphy and... Arsenio um... Hall. So, yes, that too. Like, because I was telling Ben, I was like, one of the characters, I'm like... Why does his skin look a little off? Like, it looks kind of gray. And I, he's like, oh, that's because that's Eddie Murphy. But, like, they disguised him as another character. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, yeah, that was interesting, too. I was like, wow. Like, they're pretty talented to be able to, like, play all these different roles in the one film. Mm-hmm. So, and I just, honestly, I found it hilarious. Like, it was kind of ridiculous. But it's definitely a, a I understand why it's a classic. Mm-hmm. So... Um, watch it on your streaming services. Which one was it on? We saw it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Look for the sequel coming to Amazon Prime soon oh, yes. and next month. There's a sequel. Yes. Can't wait for that. All right. The next movie we're going to be talking about is Get Out. Let's talk about Get Out. <laughs> we're going to talk about Get Out. <laughs> so I'm sure you guys have all heard about Get Out by now. And if you haven't, what are you doing? But Get Out. <laughs> like that you have to watch it. I feel like that is has to be now a classic 
Okay, so what is what is his name? Um, Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. I think, was the one who like wrote it, directed it, produced it, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I love Key and Peele. Like, I think they're hilarious. Like, I love them from back their skits comedy days. Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see that now he's like he's like moved and progressed from that, or they they both have and they've expanded. And I'm like, wow, he's so talented. Um, but yeah, I, I love Get Out. I think it had some really cool themes in there. And, um, basically the premise of the movie is, so a, um, there's like these two college students, um, who are like in love and, um, the boyfriend is black, the girlfriend is white and he is going home to, well, to her family's home for to the, meet the family. yeah to meet the family for like the weekend or whatever, whatever the, however many days. Mm-hmm. And, um, Let's just say things turn south pretty quickly. <laughs> and he almost doesn't make it back. But that's about as much as I'm going to tell you. There's some mind stuff going on. There's some interesting themes that he throws in there. So it's definitely worth a watch. Um, the acting is great. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, they also have like different endings to the movie. But I'm glad like they chose like a, a, an official one mm-hmm. um, for the actual movie itself. Like they chose like one, but like you can go in and search alternate endings, and I think that's pretty interesting. But I'm happy with the one that they did choose because if they chose the other one, I kind of would have been upset. So if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But I'm not gonna say what it is. Um, so watch it. Yeah, I saw Get Out once. Um, it's not one of my favorite movies, but I do understand the cultural and. I do understand the cultural and historical <laughs> significance of the film, and I feel like the first two thirds were amazing. The last half, I didn't really like the ending, but maybe really? I like the alternate endings better. If you like the alternate ending, there's something wrong with you, okay? All right, we're not going to acknowledge that hateration. <laughs> yeah, but, hateration. Hating, right. okay? So we're going to talk about the next film. The next film is going to be Twelve Years a Slave. Now, Twelve Years a Slave to me is one of the most honest depictions of slavery because it is mm. brutal, it is honest, it is a story that progresses into not just having a happy ending, but having an ending that is just like you know, I wouldn't say it's happy, but it's honest. It's something that actually happened. Um, it's the story of Solomon Northam, who is a violinist in the North. He lives in one of the northern states until he is kidnapped and sold into slavery for twelve years. And during that time, he goes through many situations of finding different owners, of going through the, the slave auction, of going through being able to be whipped, beaten, lynched. All these things happened to him. And it was so sad and so depressing. But I feel like slavery has never been portrayed so honestly in the United States ever until that film was made. Wow, those are some strong declarations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any more films or you want to move on to books now? Let's see, which ones? Did we miss any? We talked about... Oh, well, we didn't talk about Judas and the Black Messiah, but... Well, we can talk about Judas and the Black Messiah. It's a new film that just came out, and I feel like it is an amazing film. It portrays what happened to Fred Hampton, and it, whew, it is such an amazing movie. It's about the Black Panthers. Um, for those of you who don't know who the Black Panthers are, the Black Panthers were black liberationists. They were there to revolutionize how society saw and viewed black people and how black people viewed themselves. But most importantly, how they protected themselves and provided for themselves. 
And I feel like Fred Hampton was an amazing leader of the of the group. Um, he was in the Chicago area, and he was supposed to, you know, lead the group into becoming revolutionized, into becoming bigger, growing stronger, building things like medical clinics, schooling systems, helping, um, you know, get kids off the streets, helping th provide for themselves. And I feel like they did such an amazing job portraying what he was trying to do in the film, as well as the downside to the FBI trying to destroy him and destroy the Black Panthers. Mm. Mm -hmm. But overall, I feel like it was a great film, and I recommend that anybody who has HBO Max or wants to go to the theaters or the drive-ins and watch it, I recommend that you do because it is an amazing film and must-watch. Yeah. Um, those are some of the movies. Obviously, there's so many more movies. We don't want to make it... We don't want to like put a whole bunch of movies, obviously. Not realistic mm -hmm. for us like make a huge like you know a hundred movies. Because we watch. can make a hundred movie list about the black yeah. films that you should watch. Because we could talk about it all day. We could mm -hmm. if you want it, let us know. Yeah. But we just kind of want to make this like short and compact as far as like for Black History Month and like mm -hmm. what you guys could like watch right now. Mm -hmm. So that's like the movie list. But we want to mention a few books. And I'm not gonna lie, I thought this was kind of challenging because um, you know I came up with this idea to do this. Or we came up with the idea to do this um, list of like books and movies and like representing um, black authors. And that's when I realized, oh my goodness, even a lot of the books that I thought that were like, um, you know, that are based on black stories or black history, um, like novels, whether fiction or nonfiction, I'm like, oh my goodness, like they're not actual black authors. Like that's like, I just thought that they were and they were. And I'm like, oh my goodness, also none of the books that I read in school include any black authors there was definitely no diversity in that and so actually that just made me realize that i need to challenge myself and actually look for black authors um to read and not just like for books about um just black stories and things like that but actually like reading it from an actual um person who either experienced it or who is writing about it in a fictional way so yeah, this was actually a challenge for me. Yeah, it wasn't too much of a challenge for me because I do follow black um, okay, literacy. Okay, I do <laughs> understand why it could be. I do understand how it could be challenging because the masses do not promote black literature that much. Yeah, especially that. growing up in Canada, I don't really imagine that it would be a priority. No, <laughs> and plus, I were I grew up in in French school, so I, that's another perspective too. I went to school in like Quebec. I went to full French school, so obviously. We focus on a lot of French literature. Like, I remember reading, like, German. Like, so there was, like, diversity in that sense, but mm. not in the sense of, like, you know, obviously, like, black literature. And there's so there's so much out there and um, so many talented writers. Mm. So now it's on me as an adult to actually seek out that information. And so should you guys. So don't just, like, depend on your, your um, educational... Um, the educational system to teach you because more than likely they probably won't teach you your history and they probably won't highlight any black authors and creatives and things like that. So mm. that's your responsibility to do that. So we're going to start first with one of our favorite books that is by a famed author, uh, Maya Angelou. So Maya Angelou wrote a book called Why the Cage Bird, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings. And in that book, it details the story of a young girl as she transitions into womanhood. Um, there are many themes in that book, beginning from love, from depression, from sadness, to loneliness, to um, embracing life as it is. And in those themes, they're very controversial for the time because they weren't really talking about women feeling liberated and women mm. discovering themselves at the time of the book's um, writing. But the book as a whole now is one of the most acclaimed books by a female author. Do you want to say anything about it? 
I can't speak on it because I'm not done the book yet actually. My sister got it for me for Christmas and I am finally reading it so <laughs> can't really speak on the book but obviously I know of my Angelou and I've known of this book once again. I regret that I, it has taken me this long to read it um, but this is definitely an area that I have to work on mm -hmm. clearly. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge me please. Well there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> The next book that we're going to talk about now is called Kindred, and it's by Octavia Butler. Now, the book Kindred is about a girl who um, lives in the 1970s, and she is taken back in time to the days of slavery through time travel. Um, it's not through traditional time travel, like she didn't get into a machine, but, for, but from somehow she's taken back into the days of slavery. And then she meets her relatives. And she discovers the harsh reality of who her relatives are and how, she was come, and how her generation was come to be. It is a very uh, dramatic book. It's a very uh, eye-opening book about the horrors of slavery as well as the horrors of who your family tree is. And it's written by Octavia Butler. Wow, I want to read it now. Yeah, it's a great book. <laughs> I really recommend it. <laughs> the next book that I would recommend is called Between the World and Me. And it's written by Todd Ni um, Te Nahisi Coates. It's hard to pronounce Say his name. Say that I, name right. <laughs> I, I, I apologize if I mispronounce his name. But he wrote a book called Between the World and Me. And it's pretty much a letter to his son who talks about what it's like being a black man in the 21st century. Oh, I think I heard of this book. Yeah, it's a too. great book. It won the National Book Award back in 2015. It is a great book because it talks about what it's like as a young black man in the eyes of the police, in the eyes of America, what it means for yourself, how do you try to heal yourself from the traumas of your ancestry and of the past of your people and how to form a path for yourself. It is a very, very, very good book. Yeah. Do you have a book that you want to include in there? No. Let's see, you don't have any book. Oh, wow. The disrespect. The hits. I just can't. The disrespect is potent over here, okay? Let me just say, don't come for me, don't roast me, don't drag me, okay? I didn't just come don't. for you. I didn't roast you. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. You might as well have with that tone he just did, but you know, I just realized I I mean obviously I've like I don't know, I just can't think of any books off the top of my head other than Color Purple, but like obviously we already talked about that that I'm like, oh yeah, like you should go read it that I have read. So yeah, I'm being completely honest, nah, I ain't got none. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about books like Beloved. We can talk about books about The Color Purple. We can talk about books yeah. about Their Eyes Were Watching God, written by phenomenal black women. But you know, those books all have similar themes of a woman finding her own path and also about something of the past coming, like, you know, the sins of the past coming back to collect mm. and how they're always haunting you. But you know, those aren't things we want to promote, right? <laughs> yeah. But overall, we do recommend that you go out and take a look at some of these books. Um, also, another book that I want to talk about is called The New Jim Crow. And that book is written by... Sorry. That book is written by Michelle Alexander. Now, that book is a phenomenal book because it talks about what the New Jim Crow law is. And it's not really like... The 13th Amendment was supposed to end slavery, but slavery has not taken a new form in the prison system. Mm. Um, it's about how the prison system has not become corrupt, how it's being taken advantage of by the system and the government to imprison black people and to disenfranchise them. Because um, once you go to prison, your rights are taken away, so you don't have any rights. And then the longer that you've been in jail, the longer it is for you to reestablish yourself once you get out. So that is a new way for people to silence black people, to silence the voices of black people, to disenfranchise them. But most mm -hmm. importantly, it's a way for them to get rid of them. 
But overall, these are several books and movies that we feel like you guys should listen to, that you guys take a look at, because these are phenomenal, phenomenal attributes to the zeitgeist of what it means to be black. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I hope that you guys will watch these, obviously. And if you could also recommend some books or movies that you have read or watched or that you have heard of that you would like to suggest to us and others, um, it would be helpful to do that. So if you want to comment that, send that to us or whatever, and maybe we can review it. Um, if you think it would be like, you know, something that would be worthwhile, um, yeah, send it to us, please. And we'd like to look at them or read them. And especially for me, because apparently I'm very incompetent when it comes on to black novelists. So, um, yeah, <laughs> help me. <laughs> Yeah, and if you can, please review our podcast on anywhere that you listen to our podcast. Leave a comment, leave a review, because we really do appreciate the feedback. Mm -hmm. And for the people who are watching, you know what to do. You have to like the video, obviously, because why would you not like the video, okay? Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. And follow us on Instagram at We Are Tired. Oh, yeah, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us. Yes. <laughs> All right. Until then, I'm Ayo Benny. I'm Kiki. And we are tired. Hi.